Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. The first four hours were simply in a moose-bouche. I'm stuffed. I can't remember the last time I ate this much. Sure you don't want no dessert? Not for me. Yeah, I'm good. Your table is ready for Carmen and Lima's emerging podcast scene. We're brought to you by Extend. How you doing? Kenny, it's great to be with you. Excited about a Thursday edition of the pod. I'm tired now. I am tired. What are you texting? What are you doing? Nothing. No. Nothing um, at all. Do you ever get tired after segments like that? I was like, sweaty. Have... I got sweaty. You really did? Yeah, so now I think I'm a little gamey. Oh, yeah, you don't shower before shows. No. No, there are times when I have to, but no. For the most part, no, it's get up and go. Gotta go. Man, how can you start the day? Don't you get sleep grease on you? Probably. It's probably disgusting. You're thin, though. I, I know we've discussed it probably You're thin, before. Anthony. Hmm. I can say this now. Um, I, when I say there, I always like that we have new listeners, so I'll let people in on the secret about that. And like when I like, or Owen just made fun of how I said something. We say Lady Gaga on purpose. Yeah. Like people are like, "Oh, do you know how you're saying Lady Gaga?" I'm like, "Yeah, we know." Did you say her name today? Yeah. yeah, we were talking, we about, were music. talking about the concerts, and I said, "Oh, Lady Gaga." I would, I would go to Lady Gaga with Liz. I must not have heard you because that was the one that came to me during the break, where I'm like, "Lady Gaga, Lady Gaga will always be able to draw at any time," because even if you're not into her overall message, you might just like her singing. Yeah, you might just really like her singing and, and say, "Wow, this this woman is so talented mm-hmm. and has so many hits." ranging over a decade now. Mm-hmm. And that's what it is when we, when we talk about being able to perform like Bruce Springsteen. You need to have over a 10-year catalog. You really need to have close to 20. Andy said he didn't play Hungry Heart yesterday. So which one is that? Everybody's got a hungry heart. Everybody's got a hungry heart. You know they say Hungry Heart. Hungry, hungry heart. Ding, 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 ding. How many hits? How many hits? 30. Does he have? A lot. Well, how many did Michael Jackson have? A lot. They're both pretty prolific uh, performing artists. What do we call? All right, hold on. Bruce Springsteen songs. What constitutes a hit then? Bruce Springsteen was in town yesterday. We had Jake Plummer joining us at 1030. So we're not in a holding pattern here, but now we're in a stream of consciousness here. Because honestly, we had a. If you didn't listen to the show live, we had a huge fight over the last 40 minutes of the show, and now we're kind of... We're decompressing. Yeah. We're never mad mad at each other. It's not like it's not like if you have a fight with your girlfriend, like, okay, how are we going to make this thing up? How are we going to do Well, this? because when we get we, into yeah. a fight like that, not only does it take its toll mentally and physically, it's the reaction. I mean, my phone, Kenny, 
blows up in a way. Your phone always blows up. I feel yeah. you get you get more texts now. Well, I have more friends than you. Well, you keep up with more people than I do at this point. Yeah. Um, I do my best. But you also consider more people friends yeah. than I would consider friends. Yeah. It's like true. if you text somebody, even if you don't see them for five years, you would call them a friend. I would not. Well, and the and the reason behind that is that just because we don't talk doesn't mean that we we don't have good intentions with each other. My my thoughts on friendship. I'm gonna get back to Bruce here in a second. My thoughts on friendship. I, I I've said this, um, on the air before about a guy named Steve Moralia, good guy, and he was my producer back in the day at uh, CBS Sports Radio, and uh, he went to MSG, and I think he works for one of the gambling companies. And it was Steve's last show, and I said, listen, Steve and I, we are adults, and we were buddies. I mean, we, you know, through the, through the phone, right? And I said, Steve and I are buddies, and I said, as this goes, I said, we will keep up with each other as much as we can, but eventually, since we don't see each other, he lives in New York City, and I live in Cleveland, mm-hmm. we will each go our separate ways. But as if, if memories are jogged or... or you know, questions are asked. I'll always consider Steve a buddy, and that's the way I see it. In, in, unless news breaks of Steve doing something horrible or I'm doing something horrible, that's kind of the way I see things. And so I, I don't like. There's, there's people where, with absence, they become angry at other people, and I, I've never understood that. There, there are people just because they don't see somebody for a while. They don't like them. I, I I have a buddy who stood in my wedding, and uh, he recently got married, and I, I he really wants nothing to do with me or any of our other friends. <laughs> he we none of us were there except for one, and uh, I don't know why. Um, it's a it's a I, I don't know. It, it seems to be he doesn't want to be bothered by any of us. Um, it's a it's a big question for me. Um, I, but I think I'm, I'm, I'm not, but I, again, I'm not, I'm not able to make it to Canton very often at all. Yeah. No, but, I understand. I'm, but and, I'm in the process of decluttering as I get older. Yeah. So like, I, I remember Garrett Bush, uh, we were doing pregame and I'm like, let's, let's go, let's go out and get some drinks. If you, if you have like a window, like up until halftime mm-hmm. he did. And then it was like old single lima game. You know, one single had the ring on, but what I'm saying is. The amount of people nice you that, out that day <laughs> that uh, it was it, the amount of people slippery wizard, that I introduced that I introduced Garrett to, and he's like, "Oh, he goes, you just dropped th- these people are still there, they're still out there doing the same things you were doing, uh-huh. and it 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 almost like jumped right back into action, mm-hmm. and there had to be fifty people I introduced Garrett to yeah. that day, and he's like, "Oh, I get it." He goes, "These are." These were all your friends. Yeah. And he goes, but they're not your friends. I go, no, they're not my friends at all. No. These are people, though, we can pick up where we left off. We can mm-hmm. pick up conversations. We could talk about, oh, you remember that girl? Remember when we were at that party? Remember when we were up late? And we all remember that, but we are not friends. I'm not texting any of these people. I'm not hanging out with these people. We're not doing dinner dates. Those, yeah. Those are acquaintances, though. Yeah. See, my, uh, I my, think I have thousands of acquaintances. Yes, I, have, I agree with that. I, I have buddies who... And we'll talk about Bruce Springsteen another time. I like where this is going. Um, I, I I got another buddy who he kind of got me going down that path. Uh, my buddy Ronnie from back home. I'll say his full name: Ronnie D. Francisco. Great guy. And what Ronnie did the, after I got married, like I, you just think your friends are you're going to be hanging around them forever, and and you try, you make it, you make attempts. But when I remember when I got married, I got the job here. 
in Cleveland. And he just, I mean, he was open and honest. I remember at my bachelor, I wouldn't call it a bachelor party. It was more of a get together. He's like, man, you barely got time for this. I can't imagine. I've always been very busy, you know, no matter what. And he's like, you barely got time for this. We're, He's like, we, we'll, all, we'll always be friends, but it's not going to be, like, we're not going to be hanging out. He said it. He said yeah. it. I mean, and I'm like, nah, man, it ain't going to be like that. And he's like, no, nah, it'll be like that. It's, and it's okay. And, I mean, he's, he's a wonderful guy, and he's a firefighter, great dude. And he, and he said, hey, anytime you're back in town, and I'm, I'm, I mean, I was in town once last year. For any, for any period yeah. of time, because anytime I go to town, I'm going to my dad's. I'm going to talk to my dad, pick him up, do things with him. So I don't have a lot of time back right. home. And uh, to keep that level of a head, I think Ronnie helped me ye- over – this is over a decade ago – fix my thinking going, don't hold it against somebody just because you haven't seen them. I have another friend, and I and I, I love him dearly, but I've accused him of this, and it, it got a little awkward. I go, phones work both ways. You're pissed at me because I'm busy. You're the one who moved to Chicago. You came back. You're pissed at me that I didn't go visit you in Chicago. You didn't come visit me in Cleveland. You're pissed at me because I moved into a suburb with my wife and my three kids. You're the one who got divorced. Why are you pissed at me? Why am I the bad friend? You know, why is that? I go, you need to evaluate yourself. Like, we had a we had a heart-to-heart on that. I go, I've never had any ill will towards you. Don't you get pissed at me for that. It ain't my fault, and it it kind of was a. It, we're buddies still, but it, it he had he had to he had to learn the truth. Yeah, Things changed. Well, and and you moving. I mean, you moved basically an hour away from home. Yeah, but and an hour is a different city. It's it's a different community. And, it's it's. Yeah. I, I moved from the east side to the west. Well, you know, it was in Tremont, but I was always going back to the east side. Now I moved to the west side. And the East Side friends are like, "What's that? You're never, you're just never coming over." And I'm like, "No, no, like we can meet in the middle, but yeah. that divide in this city for whatever reason, it's a long drive. It, but it, it is shouldn't a long drive. be. It shouldn't be that big of a deal. There are other it factors really be. at yeah. play here, yeah. but it's 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 a long thing. Like I can't even. We we have the baby. If we think about taking the baby to the East Side. We do the math every time. We're like, doesn't make sense. And so Sarah will be like, "I'm bowing out." And and baby is he's not he's like you can still go so it's like oh I'm being guilted now because it doesn't make sense to bring the baby unless we're figuring in a nap time and then it's a whole bunch of other factors it can't just be hey I'm going to see my friends over on the east side yeah it's just when when yeah when am I doing that that's true I, I you have you have your circle and and that's the way it is but I I've just never held that against. Um, thank God for my buddy Ronnie set me straight years ago. And it wasn't like it was a thing. He just, he told me how it was and he, sorry, there, there you go. And, uh, and I'm so glad that he did it because I, I think that that absence thing, it makes people resentful of each other. And it's like, well, no, we're in, we're in different places, man. Like, and again, he's welcome in my house anytime. And if he ever needed anything, I try to help him. I, I would hope that if I needed anything, my buddy would try to help me, but I don't, I don't hold anything against him, and I, I, I hope that I got him figured out. I hope that I got him straightened out on that. The family thing, though, I mean, I sat there and got pissed off at every one of my best friends mm-hmm. back when I would come home from Cleveland or come home from Parkersburg, come home from Syracuse, come home from Columbus, yeah. and I'd be in town and they're like, let's go, and they're all like, we have our six-month-old, we have our yeah. three-month-old. And so I was so furious about that. I'm like, what happened to us all being friends? 
And now, it's much later in life, but now I'm the shoe is on the other foot. And now my buddies, their kids are old enough, and they're like, let's go. What are we doing? Mm-hmm. Oh, Anthony can't can't hang out, Kenny. Oh, now he remembers. It's like <laughs> 10 years of pent-up frustration yeah. that it's just we weren't on the same level at the same time going through this. The rebuilds were not happy at the same time. It's, it's interesting. My buddy, my my buddy has a uh, he's got a daughter who's 13, and she's old enough to watch his other two kids. <laughs> That's incredible. And it's just like when I heard about because I went over to their house on Boy, what Saturday. a great plan of attack. I know it creates yeah. other issues to have yeah. that kind of a gap. But that's amazing because he's got a he's got a, a couple of year old uh, boy and then he's got a daughter who's as old as uh, my oldest and then he's got like a thirteen year old and she's old enough to watch everybody and it's it, and it's always like you're always opening up doors to other points in your life that you never ever thought that you would be that you would be in and um, it, it's it, like I'm like man I got a buddy whose kid is old enough to watch the other kids like. Holy cow! Like that's nuts. And I got a neighbor kid who soon will be old enough to watch the other kids. Like it's it's getting a little bit. It get, it creeps up on you, man. It really creeps up on you. I uh, I I'm fascinated. I got the headphones on. That's why I'm being like very NPR. Yeah, right yeah. Now. I I'm fascinated by this discussion, and I want to continue this discussion, like right now, with our special guest on the hotline. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Ladies and gentlemen, Jake Plummer. The snake does it again. He's on the podcast again. Jake, good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. How you doing? We're doing wonderful. Find him on Twitter at Snake Steaks. Snake Steaks? Steaks? How, how the hell do you find your Twitter? <laughs> it's Snake Takes. There so we my go. take on things. There it is. You know? Yeah, I wanted to make uh, sure. All right, I want to ask you because we're we'll get into some sports. There's always going to be sports. Snake, Jay, you know, as a, as a friend of the podcast, There's two S's in there. We're going to have plenty of time, plenty of times to just sit back, relax, and enjoy each other's conversation. Let's let's get to something. You've lived in a lot of places, right, Jake? I mean, you're you're an athlete, but turned celebrity, so you've gotten a chance to live all over the country. No, um, not not really. I've lived really. in Boise, then in Arizona. <laughs> Colorado, back up to Idaho, and then back down here to Colorado. So I haven't lived a whole lot of diverse areas. Okay, but when you've lived in those different areas, have you amassed new friends every step of the way? I don't know about your single life back in the day or how early you start a family or any of that, but we're we're comparing and contrasting here because we're two hosts that have had different life situations. We're comparing the amount of friends we've picked up along the way and whether – like I said, Jake, I've decluttered. As I've gotten older, I had a baby very late in life in my 40s, and so all my friends had cut me off when they had their families a decade earlier, 12 years earlier. Now the shoe's on the other foot, and now I don't have time for anybody. Do you still have a lot of friends, Jake? Uh, yes, I have a lot of friends. I've got a lot of uh, former teammates that we keep in touch. We see each other, and you know, there's a bond there that – we're not friends as far as going on hikes every day or meeting for lunch or 
talking on the phone every single minute we have, but we, we are in touch with each other. We made a connection back in the day that's strong and will last forever. Um, and now most recently it's, uh, it's been an opening for me in the last few years to just open up to more connections, uh, meeting new friends a lot more, uh, lately for me, that's been a very good healing part of my journey as far as just opening up to, Meet people and see if there's a connection there. If you feel a connection, explore that and see what's there. Um, along with, you know, having still a lot of old friends from high school, from college. Um, but, yeah, I was closed for a while. Uh, having kids would do that to you. Having three kids, the time it takes to nurture them and care for them. There's not a whole lot of time for friends or going out seeking and making new friends. But as they've gotten older and you know you free up some time there's a, there's that opportunity now to go out and learn and uh and meet people you got three kids yeah i got three kids 12 year old nine year old and a six year old do they do any of them play football no is that by choice <laughs> jake you there yeah, can you hear me? Oh, sorry, we lost you there for a second. Is that by choice, or is that is that your decision, or their decision, or what? Uh, you know, it, it became part of our our lifestyle. It was really not such to be kind of held prisoner by the youth sports movement. And I have an older son who's very athletic and loves sports, but he's into break dancing. He got into to doing something different, and he per, he's pursuing that, and he loves that, and I think it's awesome. So he's already uh, what going viral on TikTok with his break dancing? Let me guess. <laughs> no, eh, not really. You know, it's very little social media for them. <laughs> they don't have the, the, any social media. They don't have cell phones. Trying to keep them as real as we can as a kid, so they're in touch with nature, in touch with themselves and their friends, and not on some device all the time. How long do you think you can continue that? Because I imagine that's what every yeah. every child. And, and parent relationship is grappling with being able to not only have that screen time, but, but have that, that way out to the real world, or at least the social media world. Yeah. You know, they, they want it. They go and get on the computer and, and, and do some stuff. They have a, their own little devices that they can read on and do a few things, but they're not carrying a phone around with them constantly where like any minute they're bored or need a distraction, they pick up their phone and dive into that world of, wherever they go you know so it's it's kind of managing it the right way but eventually as my 12 year old starts going out doing more things in the world i would want to have him have a phone just so he can keep in touch with us but i don't want him having a smartphone that he can get on a search and do whatever he wants on and do all this tiktok stuff it's just to me a waste of time boy i i noticed that like even when we're like out and about or something, like if anybody finds themselves in like an awkward situation, they just pick up their phone and start looking at it, and then it just becomes like second nature. So I think that's probably the right way yeah. to do things because I got like a seven year old, and he's like, "What am I getting a phone?" I'm like, "You ain't getting a phone for a long time here." So you I was in a room the other day, sitting with a. Uh, it was like, it was um, kind of like a DV area where there are people there to go do something, and everybody's kind of spaced out. And then they were all spaced out. I looked around and there were two other people that were not looking at their phones. The rest of them, probably close to 20 of them, 20 plus, were in their phones just staring at their phone. I and mean, someone could have walked in and been, you know, I don't know, handing out free money. They wouldn't even have known. They'd have been diving into their phones. Who knows where they were? <laughs> Jake Plummer joining us on the show. Uh, so I, I, I know we, we, we got to ask you about the mushroom business. And so we did. We asked you during Super Bowl week and we want to ask you again. Um, yeah. 
But like when you when you are asked in in radio interviews, how much are you asked about football now, and about your you know your ideas of quarterbacks and things like that now? I get asked about it out in public. I get on the radio once in a while and talk mm-hmm. about it, but I don't follow it enough to have the exact info a lot of people want. I still have deep knowledge in the game and can understand like what's happening as far as a team that's not functioning well, take the Broncos, for instance. Um, it really comes down to leadership. The teams that were in the Super Bowl last year, they had leaders. They had guys that were accountable, that stepped up, that held each other accountable, and when it was time to – to step up and play, they stepped up first, knowing that they've set that tone. And so I don't have to be immersed in the game and studying names and numbers and percentages and first down this and that to know what's going on. Cause I've, I've played enough football to understand how to win and very well know how to lose. I spent some tough years in Arizona <laughs> losing some games, but you know, it's one of those things that I, it's part of my life forever, and I, I enjoy it. I like watching the game once in a while, but it's not something I spend every Sunday in front of the TV all day immersed in that world. I, I have other things going on. Because, like, when we talk to you, like, during the Super Bowl and stuff like that, like, it just seems like we got done talking to you and we we're like, that's that's not a guy who really does the typical, hey, what do you think of this quarterback? What do you think of that quarterback? How do you break this down? And, the, hey, that's – like, the guys who do that, that's fine, but there seems to be a lot deeper – stuff going on with you than just football jake yeah i mean a kid can throw the ball he can run around he can look great he can say all the right words as a pre-programmed robot that's been told by his guru how to follow through with his thumb to his left hip and stand on his left foot and you know all that bs but really are you a human (laughs) are you able to treat people right are you able to relate to your teammates can you go through a whole building and open a door and say hi to a secretary and make her feel good and and do that not out of like any reciprocity needed just out of the goodness of your heart. Are you a good human? Are you a good person? Um, you know, a lot of these kids get stuck in these worlds that they're, <laughs> they're TikToking and Instagramming and they think they're bigger than they really are. And there's a lot of examples of that around the league. Players that, you know, you got to talk to their agent in order to get a, get in touch with them. And they're right across the locker room from you. And it's mm-hmm. like, who do these people think they are? I can throw the ball still just as good as any of them. And I'm 48. Does that make, make me some special person? I can ignore people and act like my shit don't stink. Uh, I appreciate someone who's genuine and authentic and, and able to treat people the way they want to be treated. And so, you know, you look at all these quarterbacks coming up and the ones that make it, they're the good ones. I mean, look at Joe Burrows. He's obviously a good kid with a good heart, treats people right. Cause he, he, he's doing well. Same with Patrick Mahomes, you know, like, I'm sure there are people that don't think that, but I'm sure in the general scheme of his life, he treats people with respect and treats people the way he wants to be treated. So I look more at that and not necessarily at how tight a spiral is. Jake Plumber joining us here on the show. So take us through the take us through the mushroom farm, if you can. Tell tell us about the mushroom farm. Yeah, you know it's been a really fun adventure. It came around a little over a year and a half ago as an opportunity from a friend, Del Jolly who him and I and Rashad Evans started Umbo Mushrooms. And then the farm came around as an opportunity to try to grow mushrooms. And I loved, I loved what I was learning at the time and, and being able to go and dive in and kind of see how this wonderful organism procreates and how you can have a hand in that. And then to be able to pick those and eat them and hand them to the ones you love and then extract them into a tincture that, you know, when given to somebody, the intention behind it is a lot of, healing and a lot of love and a lot of uh 
giving people what they need. Hopefully that people are open to it. And like you guys, it's awesome to be on the radio talking about this because not many people address this. They're, they're assuming I'm talking psilocybin, uh, you know, taking it, going on a, a mushroom trip when I talk mushrooms, but there's an entire kingdom. I call it a queendom of mushrooms out there that exist that we, we know very little about. And we're just now discovering it in the Western world and Western medicine. So it's very exciting to see where this goes to be a messenger of this knowledge of ancient knowledge. It's not like I'm learning anything new. I'm just remembering what's out there and and sharing it with other people who are open-minded enough to want to listen and maybe take their health into their own hands and feel better, live a little more optimally function better and, uh, enjoy what life has to offer what do what do they do for you what do what do what like i saw the bars and things like that what do they do for you well different mushrooms have a lot of different compounds that affect you in different ways um you got lion's mane that's extremely potent as a neuronal growth and repair uh actually helps with neuronal projection which is when your neurons or nerves cells are out searching and growing then they stop for a minute and then they uh, project out these little tendrils that go out searching for more connections. And so it's like you mentioned earlier, having friends. Are you out seeking friends? Are you out looking for friends? And then how are you presenting yourself to the world when you when you present yourself in the right way? The people that are your kind of people end up showing up. And before you know it, you've made a lot of connections. So lion's mane is good. Reishi is an amazing mushroom to help the nervous system. Um, it helped me with my allergies. It helps fight fatigue and helps me cope with the stresses of life. You know, three kids, uh, managing a farm and the umbo mushrooms and, uh, you know, trying to take care of myself and love myself and do what I need to do as a 48 year old to, to thrive. So those are just a couple examples along with, you know, cordyceps is a mushroom used to uh, enhanced vasodilation and oxygen push into the blood. It's great for your respiratory system. Uh, people working out that want to hit their wind wall and push it past that, maybe get a little bit faster or run a little further. Cordyceps mushrooms is a great energy booster, all natural with no side effects. So these things have a, a whole entire slew of things they can provide for us. Uh, it's just a matter of being open to it. And if you're needing the FDA to, to stamp it with their approval, then, you know, we're pro- you're probably not going to be the type of person to try this because the FDA wants to spend millions and millions of dollars to prove something that's so ancient that I believe we don't really need to, don't we need to do it. You just got to try it out for yourself and, and see what happens. I know they don't, they won't hurt you. Um, if anything, they will help you. And that's really the goal here is to help people heal. But just listening to you, uh, it certainly sounds like uh, a believer in the impact of of these, and you've become so educated on it. Are you surprised that, and I know there, there are doctors making the rounds, physicians making the rounds, scientists making the rounds on all sorts of benefits to this or that, and you talked about you know, whether or not you need FDA approval on some of these things, and we saw people overseas were certainly ahead on things that were not FDA approved for years here, and now we're here in this country being able to do a lot more than we weren't able to do before. Do you think it's just a matter of time uh, before something like this, like these mushrooms become more commonplace and accepted in the community? Yeah, there's still a little stigma around it. People don't know the difference between a lion's mane mushroom and a, and a psilocybin 
Cubensis. Um, just like when we had THC and hemp, no one understood there was a difference between smoking THC and taking hemp where you would get high and have psychotropic effect with THC where hemp was no psychotropic effect. It was just benefiting your body with uh, a lot of different uh, properties of anti-inflammation and rest and dealing with stress and all sorts of stuff. Uh, same thing with the mushrooms, but we're talking an entire queendom here, two to three million different species that we've only scratched the surface on. So it's scary. And it's also very um, intimidating to look at this and go, wait, I can eat a mushroom that could kill me. I can eat a mushroom that could heal me. And I could eat a mushroom that could take me on an entire like spiritual journey. Like, you have to come into to this with the knowledge and intelligence and an open mind to learn and not just maybe just believe what someone else says, but do it for yourself and trust your instincts and your intuition and understand that these have been around since the beginning of time. They have the knowledge underneath us in the mycelial network that I believe uh, that every plant grows through that network. And so we're, we're one of nature. We're part of the earth. We're all, articles that come from the earth. And so if we want to introduce this as a, as a supplement to help yourself feel better, maybe rest a little better, have a little more energy, uh, balance out your hormone hormones. Um, you know, if you're open to it, check it out, you know, get umbo.com. we got a blog, some blogs on there with information, get into the, under the internet and watch fantastic fungi, a movie that's just amazing talking about the, the whole fungal kingdom, queendom. Uh, Jake, before you go, I've got to get back to the breakdancing. And if I <laughs> was, uh, let's say, I don't know what your situation is with your children and their schooling, but let's say your child was in a school and the head football coach is sitting there going, man, Jake Plummer's kid will not come out for the football team. He's busy breakdancing. I'd be losing my mind. Uh, at, at some point, is he going to feel the pressure from those in the community to find that next five-star quarterback? Uh, no, not at all. <laughs> you know, there's there's a world over there that's that's continuing to do the same thing they did when I was a kid, and uh, my son's pursuing a different route. And football for him uh, would be just a lot of pain, and you know, I don't really want to introduce pain into his life because football caused a lot of pain in my life, bodily pain, physical pain. I loved it. Would never trade it for anything. It's put me on the path that's really special and it's pretty amazing. Um, but I'm, I, I just think that putting your, putting your, one of your little creations at, at a place of peril and to be hurt and injured like that, he just not happening. Plus, I could, I could fight as much as I want, but mama says no. And mama says no, you just say, okay. <laughs> Jake, we thank you very much for the time. All the best to you and yours. Hope to talk to you again soon, friend. Hey, right on, you guys. I really appreciate you having me on the show, and uh, your curiosity speaks volumes for the kind of people you are. So keep it up. Keep informing the masses. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Jake, we thank you. Tone, excellent stuff. Uh, yeah, and I mean, maybe you might think of that last question and say, well, wait a second, Anthony. How do we know – that the Manning family, had they not have tried breakdancing, that they would have been the best breakdancers in the world. Instead, they're wasting their time with football. Now, how do you know? Uh-huh. Well, everyone knows Cooper was actually the best breakdancer in the family. But we never got to see it because of the pressure, the outside pressure that probably, and the inside pressure, to be truthful, that always existed to play football. It's true. Uh, I could talk to him all day. He's a good dude. 
So I guess we can't get those mushrooms shipped to us. Would there be problems? No, you can get them. Shipped. Oh, we can. I've no, actually, they're I'm, not those type of. No, but he's now. talking about the they're FDA. Not psychosocial or whatever they're called. But he's saying they lack the FDA approval. I didn't know if there'd be any limitations. No, I think you can still buy that stuff. You just can't FDA it. Okay. I bet he's in the. You know what? I wanted to ask him about meditation. Kenny, have you ever thought meditating about meditation? Have you um, ever thought about it? Yeah, doesn't everybody at some point? I don't know because. When I was growing up, that was like with all my college friends. If you brought up meditation, they'd be like, "What is wrong with you? What you, what do you need meditation for?" Like it was a sign of like weakness with my friends. My friends were on steroids and got in bar fights. <laughs> they just yeah. listen to butt rock and listen yeah. to butt rock That's and exa- getting into bar fights. That fight. is a hundred percent what they were doing. Oh my god! Just getting into the dumbest fights, bunch of you know what talking. And if you brought up, guys, do you maybe think meditation might calm you down? And and there's a guy who played in the NFL, was a great college quarterback, and was pretty good in the NFL. Had a nice career. And he is sitting there talking about his journey on this stuff. And I I think that would be very interesting for a lot, a lot of people to hear. That somebody like him is that open. And you hear him compliment us at the end of the interview. Talking nice. about our curiosity says a bunch about who we are as people. We should put that in the show. That should be that should be part of the sign off. Forget the bada bing bada boob. We don't have time for that. We have Owen was mad at us we didn't do bada bing pissed off. I just had an awakening on on the show. I'm gonna order a bunch of these shrooms. I don't care. He's such a nice, honest guy. We can't continue the bada bing bada boom with Jake. Can I do the show on these mushrooms? Yeah. They're not psychedelic. I, I understand that. I understand that. Yes, you could. What I'm asking, like am I violating our code of conduct here at Odyssey? I don't think you understand the well, type of mushrooms. That my he's... one thing this year is to do a bunch of shrooms Wait and do the show. Jake is telling you that there is so much we don't know about these mushrooms. He even went so far as to say, "All right, this mushroom will kill you. Uh, this one will make you feel really good." I don't know. Let's try them on the show. Let's see how good they make us feel, or let's see how much they kill us. Depending on what we actually have in front of us. Let's have the mushroom Double challenge. A, get with Jake, have him send some samples. Yes. All we want to do them on the show. Also, get with Frank Zappa, have him send some samples as well. Let's do some LSD on the show. <laughs> for, you know, for just the sake of, you know, medical research. Well, now we, 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 we had it, and now it's over. When I I, do I have to put my address and my name around my neck? Walk around downtown Cleveland? Yes. Hopefully I find my way home. One of these days. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 